Welcome back. Do you often get that feeling people really are not paying that much attention to what you're saying when you're talking? Learning to speak in a way that encourages listening can have huge benefits. Imagine how your life might be different if others made it a point to seek out your opinions. It would be great for your self-esteem, your confidence, and your message. Today on the Productive Not Busy Podcast. You're listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast, where our mission is to make you more money so you'll have less stress and more free time. It's all about mindset, attitude, and taking action. And your host, Wayne Weathersby, knows how to make that happen. He's negotiated and closed over $150 million in contracts while building businesses with proven success strategies that he wants to share with you. So if you're ready to make some real money, then let's get to it. Here's Coach Wayne. Being able to command the attention of others can also benefit your career. Let me ask you, have you ever known someone who wasn't particularly good at their job, but still managed to thrive like within the company, right? It could be that your coworker thrived because they had mastered the art of talking so others will listen. Some people are just magnetic, right? They're so magnetic that they could be reading the ingredients from the box of a cornflakes, right? And the mesmerize everybody around them with just something that simple. Then on the other hand, there are others, and it may or may not be you, that could scream fire, and yet no one would even pick up their head and look in their direction to see what was going on. It's kind of frustrating, right? To have worthwhile things to say when no one will really pay attention long enough to really listen to what's going on. When others listen to you, you carry more influence. You have more impact with everyone and greater control over, guess what, your own life. What's the difference? Is it in the voice? Is it in the body language? Actually, it's all the above. But unfortunately, they're all that, the things that can be learned, okay, that'll make you better. You'll soon know that what you need to know to talk so others will listen to you. We're going to attack the challenge from like all the angles, okay? Your charisma, your body language, your mindset, your vocabulary, and more will be addressed in the episode later on. So we're going to go ahead and get started, okay? There's a saying out there that says, any problem, big or small, within a family, always seems to start with bad communication. Someone isn't listening. And that's in life and everything. So when I put this episode together, I tried to look at like prioritizing. So you can take this um, with however you want to put them in order, but I'm putting them in a specific order for a reason. Okay. First one is charisma. What many of us are lacking at the most basic level, okay, is charisma. Charisma is difficult to define. So I always go to the Merriam-Webster to kind of lay a baseline, right, for the definition. 
And Merriam-Webster defines charisma as a special magnetic charm or appeal. Charm is then defined as a trait that fascinates, allures, and delights. That puts it in perspective for you. So that, that's a good starting point. All the other ideas and techniques to get people to listen to you are built on your level of charisma. It's like your foundation, right? The building blocks. Now, granted, the definition of charisma is a bit vague, okay? After all, people like um, Dr. Phil and Gandhi, they don't have a lot in common, but both are certainly considered to have like a lot of charisma. Very wide range of personality types can be charismatic. There's obviously more to it than personality. But if you think about it, people that are charismatic make other people feel good about themselves and really don't censor themselves as much as the average person does. They're freer than the rest of us, if you want to look at it that way. So people ask me all the time, can you develop more charisma? Well, think about it this way. I put a list together and maybe you can use these as your foundation. Okay. So if you want to acquire charisma, here's a good start. Number one, smile. Emotions can be contagious. Okay. So let people catch something that's positive from you. There's plenty of negativity and you can actually pass on negativity without even opening your mouth. So just think about it this way. Smile. They're contagious. Okay. People will appreciate it. And you'll find that if you smile, the more you smile, the more the world will treat you differently. And if you don't believe me, try it. Even if you don't feel like smiling, do it freaking anyway. Your body can lead your emotions. Smiling when you don't feel like it can lighten your mood and make you feel better. When you feel better, others feel better. And then they want to be around you. Imagine that. Number two, be curious, interested, and open. I went to a Dale Carnegie course, course years ago, right? And the great Dale Carnegie said that you could make more friends in two months by being interested in others than in two years of trying to get people to be interested in you. Being a friend is the best way to make a friend, right? Push people away, great way to be pushed away and forgotten about. If you attempt to be genuinely interested in other people, you'll find interesting things. Everyone is interesting in some way. Everybody has something to share. People are attracted to those who are open and non-judgmental. No one wants to be judged. And people feel resistance towards those that are. Everybody, close your eyes for a second. I guarantee you can come up with somebody in five seconds that is judgmental and that you don't want to be around. Be genuinely curious about the world and the other people people and what's going on. It has a certain warmth and charm to it, I promise. By having these qualities, you'll naturally be more interested in everyone and everything around you. You are then open and more positive and more magnetic. Encourage and support other people. People don't want to be criticized. Right? They don't want criticism. They crave support and affirmation. Maintain presence. You really focus on other people, you'll make them feel special. But be 100% present in the conversation. Listen intently. If you're in person, maintain eye contact without like the awkward staring, right? Avoid allowing your mind to wander. Nothing worse 
than getting a phone call from somebody you're super excited to hear from them and they're occupied or preoccupied. And they're occupied and preoccupied with how busy they are and all the stuff they've got going on. And, and I appreciate that and I get it. But in a non-direct way, the other person notices, right? So much appreciating the idea of reaching out. Just make sure that you're giving people 100%. Focus on breathing, okay? If you find your mind starting to roam to other places and things, right? A good way to bring yourself back to your present reality is to focus on your breathing. Great, great exercise that I, I saw and found or stumbled upon from the Navy SEALs, right? That's how they bring everything back to themselves. Stressful situations, when they're upset, when they're homesick, when they're getting shot at, all that. It's about the breathing. Your breath is a good link to your reality. You can also focus on your environment. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? It's a great way to be present. Next, show assertiveness. Now, this is a touchy one. Charismatic people are usually viewed as being somewhat important, okay? When you're assertive, you're showing the world that you are important. Whether you realize it or not, you teach others how to treat you. If you behave in a way that suggests that you're relevant, people will treat you like you're relevant. So understand that being assertive is not the same as being a jerk or being pushy. Being assertive simply means that you're open about what you want and need. Pushy suggests that the other person isn't important. They're actually both important. That's the right answer. So just be careful. You can develop assertiveness by simply being more open about your needs. Give yourself a little task that are build your assertiveness, okay? When someone asks you what movie you want to see, pick a movie. Same for a restaurant. Don't say, I don't know. I don't care. Whatever you want. Okay? Then try walking like into an establishment and asking for water without ordering anything. Regardless of the response you get, simply say thank you and be on your way. You'd be surprised. Good fortune comes to those that seek it out. Being assertive makes your life much easier. When people know what you need or what you need from them, they're a lot more likely to get it. Strengthen your confidence. Okay? Can you imagine a charismatic person without confidence? I don't think it's possible. So get out there and face your fears. I have multiple ep episodes about this. Start with the small ones and work your way up. Act confident and people will believe you're confident. Okay, so each day remember the times that you've been successful in the past and focus on your victories, right? And then manage your self-talk. We're talking to ourselves all the time on some level, all day long. Ensure that you're saying good, positive things to yourself. Being in the present moment is great for your confidence, okay? It's difficult to lack confidence if you're not projecting negative consequences into the future pretty hardcore. Next, I want you to nurture amusement. I acquired that phrase from one of my mentors. Nurture amusement. What does that mean? Learn to see the humor in every situation. It's 
relaxing and fun and allows those around you to feel the same way actually be light as you move through the world and you'll your people probably like be attracted right you'll be a people magnet it's an amazing feeling be productive you know and then be proactive with it be decisive and take the initiative great leaders and those great charisma are not hesitant or indecisive so go with your gut and push forward it's fun especially once you get good at it here's another one that's great you got to compliment other people but be honest about it everyone has something that's worthy or of of our admiration just mention it to them no matter how big or how small you'd be surprised what it could mean to somebody else and then for yourself this isn't the easiest tip but it might be the most relevant we all admire those that move through the world freely and without a lot of self-consciousness can't be yourself if you're too concerned with what other people are saying or talking or thinking about you who gives a shit do you be you and until you're happy with you doesn't matter what everybody else thinks and you'll portray a different light realize that other people are too concerned with themselves to really care about what you're doing everyone else has better things to worry about than you i promise well that might make you feel a little less important in the grand scheme of things okay it should also let you feel a bit freer keep working on your focus and your self-confidence both of these things will allow you to feel greater sense of freedom to be yourself okay being charismatic is largely about making other people feel good when they're around you this is accomplished by how you treat them and by being socially genuine and free being free and uninhibited you encourage the same in others we all have a desire to just be ourselves and, and just relax okay free yourself and you'll be helping other people to free themselves you can learn to be charismatic it's not about developing qualities you don't have okay everybody's got them you simply need to feel more assured about the qualities you already have okay communication is two-sided it's vital and profound communication makes demands also on those who are the ones receiving it demands in the sense of concentration a genuine effort to receive that's what's being communicated that's what's important next we're going to talk about body language much of communication is nonverbal. I, I, I have courses and I talk all the time about soft skills, right? Eye contact, body language, voice inflection, okay? Others make judgment and come to the conclusion about you before, they're, before you ever even open your mouth half the time. Since so much of communication is based on things other than the words you choose, it makes sense to give people your body language some time and consideration. The goal of your body language should to be able to convey that you are important and open, interesting and interested. Okay, so I'm going to go over a couple of things that you can work on there too. Take up some space. Avoid acting small, right? When you when I'm on stage, I open up my shoulders and extend my, you know, extend my gait when I walk. If you're sitting at a table, spread out a bit. At a meeting, take plenty of space for your laptop, your pad of paper, and your coffee. Important people take up space and they require, you know, they require and then other people will like fill in around them. Take the space you need and then take a little more. Sounds strange, but I'm telling you it works. Keep your shoulders relaxed. It's easy to have some tense shoulders and not notice it yourself. Let your shoulders relax and fall. 
People with authority are more relaxed in common situations than others. So be relaxed, or at least look like you're relaxed. Hell, I help people all the time with podcasts, and it's a huge, major help to have a mirror in front of you when you're talking. And you'll look at yourself in a different light. You can see what you need to work on. It's really cool. Stand and sit straight. Another important one. People that slouch, in many cases, are trying to appear smaller or trying to shrink. It's I, I, A lot of times, it's not even on purpose. So don't do that. Be bold, be big, and be straight. Lean forward into whoever you're speaking to. If you're speaking to a crowd or to a single person, you show interest in other people by leaning in just a little bit. It shows that you're paying attention. Others appreciate this and are more likely to listen to you in return. Here's another one that's on every list. Laugh and smile. We all like to be around others who laugh and smile freely. This body language signals really attracts other people to you. It's important. That's why it's on just about every list. Leave your face alone. Here's another one. There's something unpleasing about someone touching their face. Keep your hands away from your face. It's a healthy habit to get into anyway, especially in these times of COVID. Hands are dirty since you use them to touch everything. Don't put them on your face. Just a little tip. Nick, we're going to talk about heads up. Avoid looking down at the ground. It puts you at a lower social status than your listener. Keep your eyes and your heads up. If you want to appear friendly, look at the other person's mouth. If you want to appear dominant, look at their forehead. If you want to be somewhere in between, look at their eyes. This is all studies. This is all proven. Pick your spot, but never look at the ground. It's disrespectful, and you appear that you're not looking or listening. Excuse me. And then slow down. Consider someone like James Bond, okay? He moves slowly but purposefully. Confident and commanding personalities tend to have slower motions. Nervous people bounce around and rush around. It makes other people nervous. And then keep the fidgeting to a minimum. Can you imagine, again, we'll use James Bond, fidgeting. Don't shake your foot, tap your fingers, pick at yourself, or anything else that goes along those lines. Keep all necessary movement, unnecessary movements to a minimum. Next, use your hands boldly. While you shouldn't be using your hands in unproductive ways, your hands can be used to emphasize certain points during speech. A good idea is to watch others and pattern yourself after someone that uses their hands effectively. I really notice it when I'm sitting here in my podcast studio with my mirror. I, I emphasize everything. I'm flicking my fingers actually right now as we speak, trying to make a point. If you go back, turn down the TV and watch people that are doing speeches, the people that use their hands, you can almost understand what they're saying and how they're saying it by what they're doing with their hands. It's really cool. Next, keep your head back. You might stand with a straight back, but have your neck craned forward. Keep your head up and back. Straightness goes a long way. Create your personal space. Personal space is important. The proper spacing varies from you know country to country, I guess, and situation to situation, but it's important to respect the personal space of others. If you're too close to the other person, you'll make them feel uncomfortable. They won't listen and They'll avoid 
like being around you in the future. If you're too far away for the situation, it just seems odd. So there is a happy medium. It's easy to tell if you're getting a little too close because they'll back away from you, I promise. Take the feedback and use it. Here's another one. So I'm certified in NLP, okay? And it, it talks about mirroring other people. If you've ever really paid attention, you've probably noticed mirroring. That's when the actions of two people start matching each other. And it only happens when both parties are really in sync. For instance, you pick up your glass and the other person picks up theirs. We used to, when we first learned the technique, we were in the car business. And I remember I, I could go to my salespeople gathered on the floor and I could go and stand and talk to them and I could rattle the change in my pocket. And literally two or three other people would instantly put their hands in their pocket, start rattling the change in their pocket as well. It's really an interesting phenomenon. Mirroring happens naturally on its own when the connection is really, really strong. But it also can be used consciously to improve rapport and communication. Mimic the other person's posture and mannerisms. If her hand is in her lap, put your hand in your lap. If she moves her hand when she speaks, do the same. The key is not to mirror everything and to allow a small delay. Don't mirror in real time but rather stay a few seconds behind. It's pretty interesting. It's fun. If you do it too much, though, it looks really weird. And, and it looks odd and can actually distract the other person from what you have to say. So be careful. Body language can have a dramatic effect on your ability to get others to listen to you. So take a couple of these tips and put them into practice for like the next three to four weeks. I think you'll see a big improvement. And then add more after the first group. Okay. Then they become habitual. In no time at all, you'll be commanding attention like never before. This is something I really had to master because I do a lot of public speaking. And you don't want to get up there in front of a group of people. You'll get eight alive. Right? Communication, the human connection is the key to the personal and career success, if you ask me. Next is your psyche. We've touched on a few things related to beliefs and attitude, okay? Like confidence and assertiveness. But how can you attain the actual mindset you need to naturally display all these qualities we previously have talked about? Well, for creating the mindset you desire, right? Affirmations and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, are excellent and effective tools. They both speak to your subconscious and can change your beliefs at the root. And that's really what we want to do. So affirmations. Now, everybody knows my, well, not everybody, but I make my feeling on affirmations abundantly clear. Affirmations are bullshit unless you take action on them. You're not going to wish your way into losing 30 pounds. You're not going to wish or hope your way into a $50,000 bump in your bank account. Okay. But they are important. We ultimately believe what we think about all the time. So you might as well believe things that serve you. Okay. Repeat your affirmations a couple of times a day. Whenever you notice negative self-talk, stop yourself and replace the negative thoughts with positive affirmations. Using these affirmations will support your efforts to be more influential by taking action. Right? So what are some of the affirmations? Well, I just randomly picked some, but here it is. I'm a fascinating and interesting person. People want to hear what I have to say. I am worthwhile and I am important. I am in command of all social situations. I'm charismatic and desirable. What I have to say is important. People are grateful to hear what I have to say. 
I am completely free to be myself. I am the most confident person in the room. Now, feel free to come up with some affirmations of your own, okay? A simple way to create affirmations is to imagine what beliefs will help you achieve your objective and then take action on those. Keep your affirmations positive and in the present tense, okay? So I mentioned NLP earlier. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. NLP was developed in the 70s as a therapeutic and self-development tool to improve communication. The mirroring strategy we mentioned previously is an NLP technique. One of the best ways to utilize NLP is for building rapport. There's a little communication occurring without the presence of rapport. Rapport doesn't necessarily mean that the two parties are in agreement, but rather that there is a mutual understanding and trust. So when you're in rapport, your ability to influence others increases dramatically. Rapport allows you to affect the other person's psychology. People are much more likely to listen to you and implement your suggestions. Research suggests that many decisions are based more on rapport than the actual merit of the choices, believe it or not. So in not everybody's certified in NLP, I happen to be. So I thought I'd kind of throw a few of those out there that are really easy when they're used correctly and when they're practiced. So you can use these NLP techniques to build rapport, especially, you know, in certain situations. You always want to, you know, emphasize the similarities. When you're communicating with someone, you can choose to either emphasize the differences or emphasize the similarities. You can focus on what you have in common. A lot of the resistance people feel will gradually disappear. If you emphasize the differences, telling your rapport will be next to impossible to develop. It takes practice, but you can quickly develop the habit of focus, especially if you focus on what you have in common with other people. Next is to use pacing. Pacing is mirroring taken to the next level. With mirroring, you're developing rapport by showing what you're similar to the other person. Once you've established rapport with mirroring, you can then lead a person. In essence, they will then be mirroring you. You will know if your rapport is working because the other person will copy your actions. This is a great way to test rapport. Pick up your glass, tilt your head to one side, scratch your nose, even though I told you not to touch your face. See if you're paying attention there. If the other person does the same, then you're in strong, strong state of rapport. Match the other person's body posture. Stand or sit the same way. Be subtle in your mirroring, though, or you're going to offend somebody or they're going to think you're a freaking weirdo. Match their breathing. That's a, that's a good one. Okay, then you can match the way they're speaking. Use some of the same vocabulary. Match their speed of their speech. This includes body language patterns. Some people have phrases they like to use. Don't be afraid to use the same phrases in conversation. So once rapport is firmly established, you can then lead the other person. For example, if you behave in the way that is calm and relaxed, the other person will become calm and relaxed. Once they're mirroring you, they are far more receptive to your ideas and suggestions. Having a high level of rapport makes communication easier and more effective. Remember, 
to minimize the differences between you and the other person, maximize the similarities. Accomplish those two things and rapport becomes much easier, I promise. Okay, let's do a mindset recap. So in a nutshell, the mindset you want to have is, I am a good, interesting, and important person with interesting and important things to say. Move through the world without apology. And I do and say whatever I think is right. I'm kind and supportive of others. If you want to write that down, I'll say it one more time. I am a good, interesting, and important person with interesting and important things to say. I move through the world without apology. I do the sit and say whatever I think is right. And I'm kind and supportive of others. So would you listen to that person? Would you respect them? And would you trust them? Next, we're going to talk about language and voice. People judge others based on words. Right? They're, they're, people judge people based on the words that they choose to use. Vocabulary provides a glimpse into a person's personal level of knowledge and education. Your vocabulary will be better developed around subject matters that you know well. Okay, this includes things commonly used in terms and in lingo. There are also words that generate interest and acceptance. Other words can have the opposite effect. So I'm going to give you some tips to use your language and your voice more effectively. First one is be positive. Positive words and positive people make us feel good. If you're saying positive things, people will like you more and be more inclined to listen to what the hell you got to say. If you're an a-hole and you talk like an a-hole, same result, just on the other end of the spectrum. Keep your vocabulary reasonable for your audience. I'm not highly educated. I don't always choose the best words. So nobody's perfect. Don't get me wrong. You most likely won't use your graduate level vocabulary while you're talking to a bunch of third graders, okay? Meanwhile, if you're a doctor, the person you're talking to in the grocery store might not appreciate high-end medical lingo. Talking over someone's head greatly reduces the communication. You're not communicating if you're not being understood. It also puts people off and makes them feel inadequate, honestly. It accomplishes nothing positive. Vocabulary can establish credibility, too. Use the appropriate words in the proper manner. If you should like to know what you're talking about, because people will assume that you do. If others think you know what you're talking about, they're more likely to listen to you. As soon as someone thinks to themselves, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, you're, they're done. They will not listen to you. Next, be gentle. If you don't agree with somebody, you could say, I'm not sure I completely agree with that. That's a lot less harsh than you're wrong or that's stupid. Okay? I'm not sure I completely agree with that. Much better than you're wrong or that's stupid. Making definitive statements in disagreement doesn't encourage communication. This is an example the other person would likely to either start defending themselves or simply stop talking or stop listening to you altogether. Next, voice inflection. Got to 
vary the inflection of your voice. If you could, if it sounds too monotone, like a robot, then stop. Free up your voice and allow it to sound interesting. Sometimes I sound like a midnight FM DJ. Others, I get excited and I start talking higher. Vary your volume. Add some emphasis to your words. Be lively in your speech. Be sure the volume is appropriate for the environment, though. If you want people to listen to you, first they have to be able to hear you, so speak up. Speak at the proper speed as well. Talking too fast makes it more difficult to be understood. Speaking too slowly causes people's mindset to wander. They can hear faster than you can speak. But you can speak faster than your ability to speak clearly. Next, you want to enunciate. If people are constantly asking you to repeat yourself, you likely need to either speak up or enunciate better. Don't mumble. Your language and your voice, right? Use it to the best of your capability. These are the things that everyone hears when you speak. It makes good sense to put your best foot forward. So in closing here, getting other people to listen is important. Our ability to influence others is paramount to the success in nearly every freaking endeavor that involves other people. Maybe no one has been listening to you to, to this point. I don't know. But that can change. The things that make others want to listen and pay attention to you are the things that can be cultivated and improved. Just like everything else in life. Starting with charisma. Make, that makes a lot of sense. Having charisma is the ep epitome of having attention and admiration. If you have charisma, by definition, people are going to listen to what you have to say. The next stop is to incorporate the tools and techniques de detailed in this podcast. Start small by implementing one or two strategies at a time into your daily routine and then add more as you're ready. Life is so accommodating. I promise you, you interact with people every day at home, work, public. You have an unlimited number of opportunities to practice these skills is what I'm saying. If you need more opportunities, freaking go out and talk to people. If you practice every day, how could you not become great and interesting as a communicator relatively quickly? Set a goal of becoming a more commanding, interesting, and persuasive speaker. Find a way to gauge your progress and keep track of how you're progressing. Have the intentions of improving every day and you'll improve, I promise. You can be successful at this if you simply put in the effort and give the attention it requires. By listening to you know, others or learning to talk to others so that they'll listen, you'll develop a skill that will enable you to make more money, enhance your social life, and strengthen your relationships. It's freaking amazing, and it's a huge, it's so well worth it. There's a lot of opportunities out there. The Dale Carnegie courses, the um, Toastmasters, or just join a board of directors or join a foundation that requires where you have to give up and get presentations. Remember, no one's going to kill you. Half of the people listening to you are scared shitless that they're just thankful that they're not having to do what you're doing. No one's judging you. You can do it. You're amazing. You're awesome. Thank you for listening. If you would, please 
hit the subscribe button, leave us a, a nice little review. It would really help our cause. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Be safe, take care, sell a bunch, and say something nice to somebody. You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast with Coach Wayne. Join us next time for more money-making strategies to help you have less stress and more free time. Follow us on Facebook at Productive Not Busy, on Instagram at frontline.coach.wayne, and on Twitter at Wayne New Jr. And remember, be productive, not busy.